Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good Monday morning. What happens now after that military rebellion in Russia fizzles? And Putin holds on to power. It is June 26th. This is today. Breaking overnight, no relief. Yet another round of tornadoes tearing across the Midwest. While farther south, that record-shattering heat is only getting worse. Hundreds of thousands in the region now without power. Al's forecast just ahead. Searching for answers, the Coast Guard now leading the investigation into what caused that Titanic sub-disaster. And the wife and mother of two of the victims speaks out. I miss them. I don't really, really miss them. What she's saying about her final onboard moments with her husband and son just before descent. Fighting back, the suspect in the Idaho College murders taking on the DNA evidence in the case. We'll have the very latest. All that plus no shot as the popularity of Ozempic soars will take you inside the race to develop a weight loss pill. And sitting pretty, Scooter wins hearts and the coveted title of world's ugliest dog. Scooter, you're going to New York. And he's live in our studio to celebrate his crowning moment today, Monday, June 26, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Happy Monday. Glad to have you along with us. We've got a lot to talk about. The weather has mm -hmm. been a big story, of course. The new threat of extreme weather across much of the country. We're going to have Al's forecast coming up in just a bit. Those storm systems have spawned tornadoes on the move. More, by the way, more than 30 million people are under alert. So, again, Al's got it covered for us. Communities across the country are recovering after a weekend of severe weather, including damaging tornadoes and sweltering heat. Hundreds of thousands of people without power just to start this week off. Al, of course, is standing by with his full forecast. But first, NBC's Priscilla Thompson is in Houston. The temperatures are still soaring there. Hey, Priscilla, good morning. Hoda, good morning. In just a few hours, this splash pad is going to be filled with kiddos looking to get some relief from those 100-degree temperatures that we're expecting to see here in Houston today. It marks the third week of a historic heat wave that is battering millions across the South. This morning, terrifying tornadoes and sweltering summer heat, combining for a brutal one-two punch of wild weather. I don't think we're done climbing on temperature. Temperatures across the South again topping triple digits, baking some hard-hit communities for the third straight week. Tens of millions facing even more heat alerts in the coming days. This year it feels hotter than regular. In sweltering Southwest Texas, the National Park Service says a 14-year-old boy got sick, lost consciousness, and died while hiking in Big Bend National Park, where temperatures hit nearly 120 degrees. The boy's stepfather rushed to find help and was found dead, officials say, after his car crashed over an embankment. 
Both deaths remain under investigation. As Southerners hope for relief from the heat, the Midwest is reeling from another round of dangerous twisters. I think it's going to miss us. Communities in Minnesota and Indiana hit by multiple tornadoes. Residents forced to take cover. Slammed the door at the last minute, locked it, ran in and jumped over my little boy in the bathtub. And in Florida, New video shows the terrifying moments a fast-moving storm swept aboard a Royal Caribbean cruise ship leaving Port Canaveral. Luckily, the cruise line says there were no serious injuries and the ship set sail as scheduled. As this summer of severe weather shows no signs of slowing down. And Hoda, right now there are around 450,000 people without power throughout the country. We aren't seeing any major outages here in Texas, but the power grid operator here has issued a weather watch saying that they are expecting record high demand this week. But they are saying they do believe they will be able to handle that demand. But I will tell you already, it is about 82 degrees out here right now. So it is going to get very hot. I might need to take another pass through the water before things get going here. That splash park's going to get a lot of work uh, today. All right, Priscilla, thank you so much. Well, we've got Al tracking the dangerous heat today and these new storm threats. Good morning. That's right. Good morning, guys, and good morning to you. And we are looking now at severe weather developing. We've got this basically this stagnant system, low pressure over the Great Lakes. That's causing storms, high pressure parked over Texas. So the heat wave is going to continue. But we've got this severe threat that the most damaging situation happening right now. We're looking at showers and thunderstorms rotating around the Great Lakes, severe storms down through the lower Gulf with tornado warnings. I should say severe thunderstorm warnings. Tonight, an advancing cold front's going to be sparking showers and thunderstorms from upstate New York all the way to the Carolinas. For tonight, we've got the risk of an enhanced risk of severe storms. We're looking at tornadoes, damaging hail, winds possible. Tomorrow, additional bands of storms will develop. That threat goes from New England all the way to the Carolinas with this marginal risk from New England down to Myrtle Beach. Strong wind gusts, few tornadoes possible and some heavy rain by through uh, Wednesday. We're talking about upwards of four inches of rain from Pennsylvania all the way to New England. And as you heard from Priscilla, from the southwest all the way to the panhandle of Florida, 33 million people impacted by heat advisories, heat warnings. We're going to look at this in more detail coming up in the next half hour. Guys. All right, Al, thank you so much. It is 713. We welcome Craig to the desk. Hey, Craig, good morning. Savannah, good morning and good morning to you as well. A full investigation into the cause of that sub-disaster near the site of the Titanic is now underway. Officials trying to figure out precisely what went wrong that led to the deaths of all five people on board. NBC's Emily Aketa joins us with that story. Emily, good morning. Craig, good morning to you. The U.S. Coast Guard is leading that investigation into what they are calling a major marine casualty. The board can recommend pursuing civil or criminal actions. The NTSB also investigating as the submersible's experimental design is coming under growing scrutiny. With the multinational inquiry already underway, this morning, the U.S. Coast Guard says it's convening a Marine Board of Investigation, its highest investigative body, to figure out what caused the deep-sea disaster involving the Titanic touring submersible Titan. The board will first and primarily work to determine the cause of this marine casualty and the five associated deaths. It can make recommendations to the proper authorities to pursue civil or criminal sanctions as necessary. Authorities say they're reviewing data and voice recorders from the mothership, Polar Prince, which chartered the sub out to its launch point, and conducting interviews with crew members. 
Pelagic Research Services, who helped in the attempted rescue effort, sharing these images of its remotely operated vehicle, Odysseus, from a recent dive. The company calling the Titan recovery missions remarkably difficult and risky. Now, experts are focusing on the submersible's carbon fiber hull. Amid allegations that its owner, Stockton Rush, who was among the five killed in the underwater disaster, apparently ignored repeated warnings about the vessel. The company, which is closed indefinitely, says they have no additional information to share at this time. They didn't have any external uh, bodies, governmental or otherwise, overseeing what they're doing. The mother of Suleiman Dawood, the teenager who died with his father, Shazada, in the Titan, opening up overnight, saying she was originally supposed to be in the sub instead of her son. It was supposed to be Shazada and I going down. Um, and but then I stepped back and gave the space to Suleiman because he really wanted to go. Christine Dawood also remembering her last moments with them. We just hugged and joked, actually, because... Shazada was so excited to go down. He was like a little child. I miss them. And I really, really miss them. And investigating officials say there were 41 people on board the support ship Polar Prince when it set sail on June 18th, including some family members of the victims like Christine Dawood, who you just heard from there. Interviews with those on board are already underway by authorities. The U.S. Coast Guard says a key goal of its investigation is making recommendations to improve safety on the water worldwide. Yeah, lots of eyes on this investigation. Anyway, Absolutely. All right, 716. Let's check in with Mr. Roker again, get the rest of the forecast. Hey, All right, guys, good morning. And we're looking at, again, some showers and thunderstorms really firing up in the northeast. Also, some severe storms along the southeastern Atlantic coast. We're going to look more in depth at this heat that is going to stretch into next week through the south. Pleasant as you get into the mid plains, a few showers in the intermountain regions dry along the west coast. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, still ahead, we're following new developments in the Idaho College murders as Prosecutors and the defense prepare for a key hearing. We've got Aaron McLaughlin's covering this one for us. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Hoda. Brian Koberger's lawyers are fighting for access to documents they say they need to build their defense, including DNA evidence from two additional males. I'll have all the latest coming up. All right, Aaron, thank you. Plus, major news tied to weight loss. We're going to take you inside the race to develop Ozempic like pills why that could be a major game changer how soon could they be available but first this is today on nbc there are over 75 million monthly tubi viewers that's more people than there are influencers on the internet which means tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation more popular than soft-launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi. It's more popular than influencers. See you in there. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back. We got two very special guests at Wimbledon, the Princess of Wales and eight-time champion Roger Federer. So they joined forces to celebrate ball kids ahead of the Grand Slam, which starts today. Well... How are we feeling, I Well, it's a little difficult to watch. Yeah, no. well, some, you know, some feelings of jealousy do sometimes, arise. Here's sometimes, yes, I've, I've, I've seen your forehand. Yeah. You've got the picture. No, no, she's got, she's got a good yeah. swing. By the way, I she like, does have a, she has a nice swing. Very, very say. good. I like celebrating ball. Roger, of course, was a former ball boy himself. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so. You could take her. Yeah, the tournament starts next week. Okay. Uh, we'll have more on that, of course, coming up next week. Right now, though, we do have a very busy half hour. We're going to start with those new developments in the closely watched Idaho College murders case. In new court documents, lawyers for the accused killer are now claiming other male DNA was actually found at the scene. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us with the details. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. These new filings come ahead of a court hearing tomorrow where Brian Koberger's legal team will argue for access to the grand jury materials that led to his indictment. Koberger's lawyers asking the judge to halt proceedings until they have what they say they need to build their case. Counts two, three, four, and five, murder in the first degree. A legal battle over evidence playing out between Brian Koberger working to clear his name in the murder of four University of Idaho students and the state fighting to prove his guilt. In new court documents, Koberger's attorney accusing the state of hiding its entire case by seeking to protect information about the genetic genealogy investigation they say led them to Koberger. The state here is using a relatively new kind of DNA technology. So this is exactly the kind of thing the defense will argue that they need, because if this is emerging technology, they need all the facts they can if they're going to challenge it. In a court filing earlier this month, prosecutors said that Koberger's DNA is a statistical match to DNA found on the knife sheath at the scene of the murders last November. In the filing, Koberger's lawyer said that two additional males' DNA was found within the house, as well as another unknown male's DNA on a glove found outside the house, days after the murder. Koberger's attorney also writing that police were investigating many various possible suspects, adding that many of them provided DNA and at least one had his DNA surreptitiously taken from a discarded cigarette. The judge entered a not guilty plea for Koberger after he opted to stand silent at his arraignment. He's accused of murdering Madison Mogan, Kaylee Gonzalez, Zana Kernodal and Ethan Chapin as they slept in an off-campus home in Moscow, Idaho on November 13th. An expansive gag order has blanketed the case since January, challenged by both the media and one of the victim's family's lawyers. On Friday, the judge upheld the gag order but narrowed it, allowing attorneys in the case to comment on matters like scheduling and correcting misinformation about their client. Tomorrow, both sides will face off in court again. As Koberger's lawyers argue for the release of materials, they say they need to defend the suspected killer. Koberger's lawyer also went even further in the court filing, saying, quote, there is no connection between Mr. Koberger and the victims. There is no explanation for the total lack of DNA evidence from the victims in Mr. Koberger's apartment, home, office 
or vehicle. Savannah. All right, Aaron. thank you. I want to turn now to NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Laura, good morning to you. I mean, these are just pretrial motions going back and forth, but we're starting to see a preview of what some of the defense arguments might be here. We are starting to see them inject a little bit of reasonable doubt, even though we are miles away from a jury. That's what this is. And to say that they didn't find any DNA from the victims in his house or car, of course, the prosecutors are going to say he was good at covering his tracks. Now, in their telling, he wasn't that good because they did find DNA at least according to the prosecutors, next to one of the victims. They found some DNA, what they call, you know, a thumbprint next to um, one of the victims on the knife sheath. And the question is, how in the world did that get there if he had no connection to the case? One of the other things they're talking about is that there was actually other male DNA at the scene. So what do you make of that? But that can't be surprising. It's a college student house. Of course, I would be surprised if there was no other male DNA there. Mm -hmm. Now, the defense team, what they're saying is, well, then how did you zero in on our client? And so we want to at least understand that process. But they're going to get that. Remember, this is just discovery. They're going to find out all of the testing and all of the ways in which they decided to zero in on him. And there isn't just DNA. DNA is obviously compelling to everyone, but they also have surveillance video sure. of, of you know, a white Elantra uh, chasing away from the, the scene of the crime at a high speed. They also have cell phone ping towers close to the, the party house. And so I just think that people are focused on the DNA naturally, but there's more to this picture. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's next in this So now there's going to be a hearing tomorrow because the defense lawyer wants more of what they call the grand jury minutes because they're not in the grand jury. That's just between the prosecutors and the grand jury. So now they're going to get some more of that discovery and we're going to learn more and more as the weeks come out. Okay. Okay. Laura, thank you you very much. All right. Still ahead, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, reveals she's battling breast cancer and now is recovering from surgery. We'll have the very latest. First, though, the race to create a weight loss pill. A pill that's cheaper and easier than those popular Ozempic injections. So we're going to break down everything you need to know, and we'll do that right after this. We are back 739 this morning on In-Depth Today. A closer look at the race to create an approved weight loss pill. Yeah, Ozempic and Wagovi, both wildly popular for helping people shed pounds quickly. They require an injection, though. However, there could be an option soon for those same drugs and others without any shots. And it'll likely mean lower costs, too. So here with what you need to know is Dr. Roshni Raj, an associate professor of medicine at NYU Langone Health. Dr. Raj, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. A lot of people would shy away from an injectable, but maybe a pill they'd say yes to. What do you think we're going to see here? 100%. I mean, it's a game changer when you think about the fact that the majority of Americans are overweight or obese. We're talking about a huge market here. And as you said, the injections themselves have been wildly popular, but there are many people who are either needle phobic, so they really can't stand needles, or they just would much prefer a pill. So now we're going to be opening up access to many more people. Would that pill be like an everyday kind of pill that you take? Yes. So different drug companies are working on pill forms. Most of them are once a day. One of them is twice a day. So it is something you would be taking every day for sure. Mm -hmm. Cheaper? Cheaper than the injection? Yes, it is actually. It's generally speaking for medications, much cheaper to do an oral medication as opposed to an injection. Many injections have to be stored at cold temperatures, just putting it in the pen itself, all of that is an expense where with the pill it should be significantly cheaper. A lot of folks just don't like needles either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's like a magic pill, it sounds amazing and you've been struggling to lose weight, but always on the other side of that coin, there's stuff that can go wrong. So what's the downside to this? Yeah, well, when we talk about, first of all, side effects of the pill versus the injection, it looks like they're the same. So nausea, vomiting, constipation, diarrhea, probably the same percentage. And and it's significant, you know, between 10 and 20% of people will have significant side effects to the point where they need to stop. 
stop. But then in terms of the long-term consequences, you know, we really don't know when it's for diabetes that has been studied, but for weight loss, you know, this whole idea of slowing down the emptying of the stomach to make you feel full longer, that's part of how these drugs work. What are the long-term implications of that? And I just want to point out the studies really have looked at people who are obese or significantly overweight with a weight-related condition. Uh. This has not been studied on people who want to lose 10 right. pounds before their wedding in a month. Right. You know, so the fact that the pills especially are going to open it up to so many more people. We're also going to see a lot of people using it for not necessarily the correct indication. Well, are there any plans to study that since it's clearly yeah. how people are using Absolutely, the yes, because people mm -hmm. are using it off-label. Doctors are prescribing it, not necessarily for those stricter conditions. We are going to see more research on that as well. What about a timeline on these pills? Any idea mm -hmm. how soon we could see these come to market? Yeah, well, no, uh, nor well, no disc. <laughs> I can never say that word. They are actually um, looking for approval later this year, so oh. that's pretty close. Some of the other are still doing larger trials, so we won't see it for until next year for at the earliest. All right, Dr. Raj, we Thank appreciate it. Thank nice you so much. You. Good Thank to see you. you. Let us head over to Al, get another check of the weather. Well, a lot of people are going to be losing weight down south because they're going to be sweating it out. I mean, we are talking 33 million people from the southwest all the way to the panhandle of Florida under heat advisories, heat warnings. This heat dome has just parked itself over west Texas and no relief in sight right now. Look at these. It feels like temperatures. 111 in New Orleans, 110 in Meridian. Look at 111 in Houston, 109 in Abilene, Texas, and in San Antonio. And that's just going to continue. Look at these air temperatures. These are air temperatures through the end of the week. Dallas, triple digits, same in Tulsa, 101 in Memphis by Thursday, upper 90s through New Orleans, Midland into the triple digits, Albuquerque, New Mexico, high 90s. And into next week, into July 4th, warmer than average temperatures from Texas all the way into Florida. So we're going to be watching this very closely. These, this heat wave is going to be long-lasting with no relief in sight. And that's your latest weather. All righty. Thank, Thank you. Al, still ahead here on a Monday morning. Alarming alligator attacks in several states. We've got details on that. And we'll also hear from a teenager who fought back and saved his own life. It's coming up, the epic concert from Sir Elton John at Glastonbury overnight. What he did to WOW fans and why a lot of people are wondering if this is Sir Elton's last performance no. ever. Mm -mm. Uh, by the way, guys, we are so excited for this. It's an annual tradition here. Oh. There he is. The newly crowned. <laughs> oh, wow. World ugliest dog right here in Studio 1A. Something Ladies and gentlemen, that is Scooter. We can't wait to celebrate with Scooter. Oh, no. That's a prerequisite okay. for the world's ugliest dog. Oh, yeah. Dog. Got it. Got to have the wagging tongue. <laughs> this is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.